and I'm just thinking, Dor Holik with Dor Ba, it's only been a couple years since Rebbe was here, uh, full time. Rabbi Miller, for those of you who don't know, uh, is, the, uh, is the Rosh Kolal of uh, our Kolal and Grus uh, in, in Yerushalayim. Um, and uh, not so long ago, he was a full time Mashiach here um, in Yeshiva for, uh, for two straight years. And uh, for those of you who are, who are new and don't, uh, don't know Rabbi Miller personally, um, I can honestly say that uh, um, so much of what you see around you um, is due to his hard work and his persistence in Sirs Nefesh and Chesed on behalf of the, the yeshiva, the Neha yeshiva, and, uh, and building uh, our yeshiva to its potential. And uh, um, if you weren't here when he was here, you'll have to take my word for it. But everyone who was here, um, you can ask your Chaveirim, uh, the yeshiva is, is a very different place thanks to all of his efforts. And, uh, and, and Dafka, because many of the, uh, the people in the room don't know uh, Rebbe personally, um, yeah, I'm very happy that we, uh, we had the opportunity to, to gain that exposure, even from a distance, from Eretz Yisrael. And uh, we thank you very much, Rebbe, for, uh, for speaking to us today. Thank you, Rabbi Schnauz, for the very, very warm words. Uh, during Asherzi Mechuba, one should be a little more careful in terms of not exaggerating. Uh, but. Uh, I will, I'll, I'll, I'm Ochel, and I'm sure that the Kodesh Baruch was Ochel as well. Kvodat Halbidim, I see you on a, on a little screen by me, and so uh, I know that I'm speaking to people. Uh, I would like to speak to you uh, for a few minutes about the, the world of tshuva. Uh, Reb, Zusha, uh, Reb Zusha was asked, what should be our avoda during our seresime tshuva? And he answered, that he had asked that question to his Rebbe, to the Magad of Meserich, who answered that the Pasuk says, Black and white, Vishavta ad Hashem Elokecha, that our Abode should be to bring the Elokecha to Hashem, to unite all the different aspects of a Kurdish from the imminent and the transcendent, to unify all the Olamas, to bring everything into a state of perfection, an ultimate tikkun. Rav Zusha felt that this was far beyond his ability. And so he told his questioner that I, said Rav Zusha, try just to concentrate on tshuva. Tshuva has five letters, tav, shin, vav, ben, hey. And each of those letters represents a concept. Tav is tavim tiyyeh im Hashem alokecha, shin is shimisi Hashem hanek nisamek, vav is v'yahavta l'reyecha kamocha, beis is b'chol d'rachecha d'ehu, and hey is hasnea lepet im Hashem alokecha. I'll return to them. But just before examining Rav Zusha's mnemonic, I just want to point out the difference between his generation and our generation. I saw last week a very, very beautiful video on H.com that was created by a person who's a gadol in the world of Kiru. And he also used the mnemonic. He pointed out that most people nowadays live their lives as though they're games. That some people live a life of monopoly that they try to the best of their ability to gather the most money, to gather the most property, and to stay out of jail. That's what their life is <laughs> Other people, their life is really like shoots and ladders. That they take all the risks, they throw the dice, and they fall as often as they rise. And there are still other people whose lives are like twisters. That they put one hand here, they put another hand there, and they overextend themselves until they collapse. And so the creator of this video suggested that our Avodah should be games. G 
that I cannot make a living if I listen to a Kaddish Baruch. If I keep the zinim of the Torah, I'm not going to be able to make a living. I can only make a living by cheating. That's a lack of mitapa. That's Hayesh Hashem Bikir That's a lack of Tamim Tiyah Im Hashem HaLokecha. So if Luzer said first thing, first aspect of Tshuva is Tamim Tiyah, trust that Kaddish Baruch Don't cheat on your income tax. Don't cheat your client. Don't cheat your customers. Give nicer. Listen to a Kaddish Baruch and you'll make a living. We do a Hishtat, as a Kaddish Baruch Hu promised. And when we're in school, we shouldn't leave the lifestyle of cheating. And that's the only way we're going to get by, by cheating on exams, by cheating on our cash card, the issue of Midos Vimishkalos. That's the first thing. Keep the Torah. Kaddish Baruch Hu, we do a Hishtat, as a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we'll do the rest. Secondly, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. Here on Rosh Hashanah, I saw a very beautiful thought of Rav Salavechik in the Mahsar that was put out with his Divrei Torah. On the Piyot, Lekel Orech Din. So over there in the footnote, it points out when we say, Lebochein Lebavot Biyom Din, that Akash Baruch looks into our hearts. Lebola Abukos Badin, he reveals at the, our death. So the Rav pointed out that an individual, just reading the section, it's in my, in my master page 577, an individual must be the same person on the street, at home, in the office, in his bedroom, and in shul, as he is when he stands wrapped in his talus during the Eva. The Rav knew many Jews who in public were refined, upstanding, caring, and generous people, but in their private lives were nasty and detestable. And then he continues, that he knows many people who dab in a very long Shmona essay when they're in public, but when they're alone, they run through it very, very quickly. And he's... in public and, uh, <laughs> okay and not in private so the Rav felt that this was an issue of that if a person felt that he was really in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence then he would be consistent in his behavior under all circumstances so therefore in terms of our Avodah Hashem Shivisi should be a principle that we that of, of consistency thirdly
in India, said that she's staying in India. So the brother went back, and then he entered into a yeshiva, and he was learning very strongly. He kept writing to his sister, maybe she just try it. So his sister realized, look, I have to come home, and so if you want me for one night to, to go to some sort of a lecture, I'll be happy to. So he searched all over and found that when she was home in Tel Aviv, the, the, the most charismatic leader, most charismatic speaker of Arachim was speaking in Tel Aviv on the topic of what Judaism should mean to you. And so he immediately told his sister, come, come, you know, with me to this one lecture, just try it. And he was certain that after she heard the lecture, she would change uh, her plans. Anyway, they get to the lecture hall, and it's full. It's overflowing with people, and uh, there's a summer foot of a delay, and then someone gets up, and from the from the from behind the screen, from behind the, the the stage, and says he's very sorry that the lecturer is ill. He can't make it that evening. But since everyone's already gathered, and so he said, so I'm currently learning Baba Metzia, so I'll review with you the halachos of Hashem Asafeita. Anyway, the brother was heartbroken. You know, where he said that here, what's what, what she going to get from the halachos of Hashem Asafeita? So she sat and she listened, and he listened, and then they went home, and that was it. And she went back to India. About a month later, the brother is sitting in the yeshiva and learning, and there's a knock on the door of the yeshiva. Someone goes to open it, and it's this boy's sister. And they tell the fellow that your sister is outside waiting for you. And the sister says to him, I want to go to, to a seminary. I want to go to, to learn Torah. She, she said, what happened? So she said that she was back in, in, in India, along with uh, her guru, and her guru was explaining to her the various aspects of transcendental meditation. And as they're walking, the guru notices that there is a very bad wallet full of money on the ground. And in the middle of his talking, as he's talking to her, he picks it up and puts it into his pocket and continues to walk. And so she very innocently asked, like, what do you plan to do with that wallet? And he said, well, my karma gave it to me. This is my faith. I have this wallet. My karma wanted it to go from the person who, who owned it to me. So I'm putting it in my pocket. And she said that there's probably identification in the wallet. You can find the owner. So he said, you don't understand. Had the, had the gods wanted him to have it, he would have it. The gods wanted me to have it. So she remembered, she remembered the lecture that she had heard on Ashava Saveda, and she figured that this is just one total, uh, total, 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 total fake what she's going through there in India. And she and she came back to uh, to the to to, to, to learn Torah. So the Ahavta Reacha Kamocha is, is something which is very, very, very central. We, we take things so much for granted uh, in, term, in terms of the We have no idea how HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us such a, a unique Torah that most people have no idea that this is what man can do. But I think we should take it one step further. I think you all remember, it's not that long ago, 14 months ago, you remember Racheli Frankel. She's the mother of Naftali, right? The three boys who were kidnapped and murdered. So you had Naftali, and you had Gilad, and you had Eyal. So she was Naftali's mother. So if you recall, I'm sure that you heard her speak in some in some forum, that she spoke about her feelings during those days of uncertainty, when she didn't know whether her son was alive at all. And she said that she felt like she was in a forest, and she was totally lost. And it was raining, and she was cold, and she was wet, and she had no idea where to go or what to do. 
and all of a sudden there was a flash of lightning. And when the lightning flashed for a moment, she saw before her a bit of a path. And then there was another flash, and another flash. And it was as though there was a spotlight that was pointing out to her where she should be going. And what she realized was, with all of these flashes of lightning and with this spotlight, that although she thought she was alone, she wasn't alone at all. And she was receiving phone calls from the, the entire world of empathy, of care, of hugging. And people would tell her, it's not only your children who are, who are kidnapped, those are our children who are kidnapped. And she felt this tremendous sense of family she felt this tremendous sense of, of being part of something so much larger, and she said that gave so much meaning to her nightmare. And since then, she's been going around speaking about it. And this is via just to be there, to be there for someone who needs us. It could be a chavrus that needs us, it could be a roommate needs us, or a Jew who needs us, just to be there for that individual that he shouldn't be alone. That's really the key of the so we have tough being tamed, Hashem We have the shin shivis, Hashem lenegdi tamed, vav v'yahafla reacha kamocha, veis b'chol derachacha v'eyu. That a Jew shouldn't only be a Jew in terms of moments of Torah and mitzvot. He has to eat like a Jew, he has to dress like a Jew, he has to play ball like a Jew. There's a very beautiful within Parshas Vayakil. I'm sorry, I don't remember who says it. If you remember, then just remind me. Moshe Rabbeinu brought together Vayakil Klai Yisrael. And then for 19 Pesukim, he reviews with them the deal of Shabbos and then speaks to them about all of the donations that are going to be necessary in order to be able to build the Mishkan. And then we have a positive. 20 Pesukim later, Vayetzu Kol Adas Rene Yisrael Milutnei Moshe. And the question is, what is the Torah teaching us? Clearly, they were not still sitting in front of Moshe 40 years later. They heard what he had to say. And then the next Pasuk says, they went ahead and they began to bring the Matanos. They began to bring the Truma to the Mishkan. So clearly, they went home. We know they went home, because otherwise they could have bring and brought the, the, the various gifts. So why is it hard to tell us, Moshe? So there is a, a Mephoresh who explains, that one can look at a group of people and from their demeanor, from their behavior, from their posture, from the tone of their speech, you can tell where they're coming from. You can tell that group of people it just came out of a bar. You can tell that group of people it just came out of Yad Vashem, or just came out of a cemetery. Another group of people, you can see on them, they just came from a hockey game. The Torah tells us that you can tell on the day Israel they were coming from an audience with Moshe Rabbeinu. So, so also, people should be able to look at us in the immediate present. When we come out of the base Medrash, someone should be able to say, oh, he just came out of the base Medrash. They should see the Ritzha Damaraisa on us. From David, they should be able to feel the Moldor HaKadamehu. This person just came out of David. The way that he is walking, this shows that he came out of David. So also, when we're at a ball game, be we spectators or players, the way we behave, that should reflect upon who we are. On a bus, on a subway, in a restaurant, Wall Street, in politics, that all of this should, re should reflect the fact that we are B'nai Torah. B'chol 
the Ager. Finally, the hate of Tshuva, Hatsnei that's probably the most difficult challenge of Rav Zusha in our generation. That we have a world which is telling us that we're great. We have a world which is inflating our egos. We have a culture of self-importance. Our cultural heroes, our political heroes are all very, very loud and very, very rash. This is not the America of Abraham Lincoln. Even the Jewish world and not the Jewish world of Herb Israel Savanter. And here is where we move from Reb Susha to the Grok. If you want to understand the importance of Hatznea Lechet in Elokecha, as opposed to Reb Susha, who all the time told us what we should be doing, the Grok, he goes straight to the jugular. He says, if you want to do tshuva, you have to know your enemy. You have to know that is so yet. You have to know who you're fighting against. You have to know his strength. You have to know where he is. And our enemy, our Yetzirah, is found in our ego. Hatznei alechet. In other words, if you want to be able to deal with the Yetzirah, you have to do so. We have to do something with our ego because our enemy expresses itself in two modes of behavior. This is classic Gra. The Gra, you know, Deris Eliyahu, the Gra and his Parashat Mishlei, the Gra and his in all, all of his, all time, he speaks about the fact that we have two modes of behavior of the Yetzirah. Hakaasadi v'hataavadi. We have anger and we have desire. One of them, anger, can lead to lo tirzah. One of them, desire, can lead to lo tinah. And this is the entire core of Sefer Mishlei. According to the Grah, and he returns this idea over and over and over throughout Perush on Mishlei, this is where Mishlei begins. First, the first ten psukim of Mishlei, the first nine psukim of Mishlei, are two introductions. First, for the purpose of the Sefer, that it's, it's to bring us to a level of Da'as, and then that the level of Da'as Yirat Hashem, Reshit Chachma, Yirat Hashem is the beginning of Das, and then Shlomo HaMelech moves into our first challenge. The first challenge is, it says Shlomo HaMelech and Perak Pasuk Yud, don't allow ourselves to be seduced to murder and to theft. Not to allow ourselves to start off with a level of Kaas, or to a level of Ta'ava, that there are two cultos of the Yetzirah. Ka'as is my ego. My ego needs to be honored. My ego needs not to be insulted. Therefore, I will yell and get angry when I don't feel I'm being properly honored, when I don't feel that I, when I feel that I'm being insulted, when my needs are not met, I'm going to be angry. And I can even murder if that victim's existence disturbs me. My ego needs a world without that individual in the world. That's the Yetzirah HaKa'asani, within the ego. And the ego also has other needs, the Ta'avali. The ego has a need to own. The ego has a need to take. The ego, the ego has a need to control. The ego has a need to enjoy. And these two co-hosts are basically the source of all of our issues. 
the Kaasani is the Nukra and the Ta'abani is the Nukba. The Kaasani, I will hurt, I will take an initiative to protect my self-image. The Ta'abani is the Nukba, I need to be a receiver of pleasure. The Kaasani is compared in Sefer Mishle to Barzel, to iron. The Ta'abani is compared to Evan. These are two hard Hard, 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 hard things to, to break. The Kaasani is like Aish. The Ta'avani is like Mayim. The Kaasani is represented by wine that would bring a person to lose his inhibitions and to say what he really feels. The Ta'avani is like Lecha, that it fills the individual and the more he is filled, the more he needs. Every one of us has these issues. Every one of us personally, unfortunately, raise their voice when we're upset. We have desires, and sometimes we even surf for them on the internet. We can go aleinu abuse. We can abuse individuals verbally, although aleinu we can abuse them physically. It could be a friend, it could be a spouse, it could be a minor. Sometimes the abuse stems from ta'ava, a desire to control, to take, to enjoy. Sometimes the abuse stems from chaos that I abuse because I'm angry, I'm upset that this individual is not treating me the way I want to be treated. And it's usually some combination of the two. So the question is, how do we deal with this reality? Again, this is not a game. This is, this is a reality. Erase, erase the 21st century that our lives are by games. Our lives are not games. Our lives are real. And now we're in Aceres Yemei Tshuva. And it's very fine and good to speak about all of the concepts of Rebzusha and the very, very, very special concepts of living with Bitaha and Pinakavish Baruch and being consistent in our behavior and, uh, and being able to feel as though we are one with everyone else. And, and, and that behold Rachaha to be able to represent who we are throughout our lives, whatever we're doing. But the Hatsnei if we don't get that down, then we're going to continue our behavior. And our behavior is unfortunately ruled by Ka'as, and our behavior is ruled by Ta'ava. So the Gura says, look, the same way that Shlomo HaMelech identified the problem, the same way he identified the illness, he also gives us a direction of how to deal with it. So we have within within Sefer Mishle, a very, very special Pasuk. The Pasuk in Peret Tetzayim, Pasuk Lamed Beis, says, Tov Erech Apayim Mikibor, Umoshel Berucho Milochei Ir. And the Gra over there on that Pasuk, and also on Aderes Eliyahu, those who want to look at gracious Perek Dalet Pasuk Kavimel, so the Gra points out that in order to be an Erech Hapayim, in order to be someone who can overcome his anger, Tov Erech Hapayim Mikibor. We have to look at the, the, that which we have within us. Within us, we also have a Koach HaNefesh called Gvura. We have the ability to say no. We have the ability to stand up to someone else and say no, like... Uh, like Maccabeam stood up to the Yibanim and, and said, no, that's Gvura. We have the ability also to say no to our Koach HaKa'asani. 
we can stop yelling. It's in our ability, it's in our potential to control our anger. It's in our ability to break our anger. In Barzelu, the example that is given in Sefer Mishle of iron, it potates. You put it in heat and it will crack. It will simply break. That is a way, that's the way that we have to deal with cops. We have to deal with it with a frontal battle. We have to say, the degree at which we have chaos, that degree we also have gemura. We have a lot of chaos, it means that we also have within us a potential of a lot of gemura. But that will not work for ta'ava. That will not work for desire. Tov erach apayim gibor. To be a gibor, to stand up and say no, that will work to help us override our chaos and become an erach apayim. But to be a Moshel Barucho, to be able to control our desires, there we have to look for a different, for, for, for a different kocho. Moshel Barucho milochein ir. Think to yourselves if we have a, uh, a general who wants to conquer a city. He has a much more difficult task because he wants to conquer the city, but that the inhabitants of the city should still remain alive that the city will be now under his control, but there will be inhabitants. What good will it do if there is nothing nothing left? He wants to keep the population alive. Who had been in terms of ta'ava? We want to get rid of our ta'ava tra'ot, but we have to have also ta'ava tovot. We have to have a type of rakadish We have to have a type of learning. We have to have a type of word mitzvahs. There are ta'avot that are tovot. Ka'as, ka'as, there's no such thing as a ka'as which is positive. When we speak about the fact that sometimes you have to get angry in the world of Chinuch, that's not real anger, that's Ka'as HaPanim. You have to feign anger, you have to fake anger in order to be able sometimes to be a child or to be a student. But there's no positive Ka'as. There's nothing positive about feeling Ka'as inside of oneself. But there are positive desires. So we have to in some way deal with desire differently. We can't go at it head first, head on. Firstly, we don't have enough guru to do it. And secondly, we don't want to turn a person into a shmata. We don't want to turn ourselves into not having desires at all. Then we're he will make. We've lost even a desire to live. And so over here, the same way that a located here, the same way that someone who wants to conquer a city, he needs strategies. He has to make sometimes an end run. He has to put in a Trojan horse. He has to think of all different kind of ways of how I can conquer the city but still maintain the essence of the of the population. So he can't say, I will not desire, I will not lust. It just won't work. He has to think of what he can do to rein in his desires with all sorts of side uh, strategies. Perhaps, you know, where it's that, that he will take upon himself not to be alone with the computer. He'll take upon himself when he's on the computer always to leave the door open. Namely, to do it in a manner, just don't put yourself in a dark room, put down the shades and say, I'm not going to surf the, the internet. That's not going to work. But rather view it as a process. This isn't the barzel which is going to simply break into smithereens. That's cast. One can break chaos into smithereens. However, ta'ava is like an ebon, like a stone. It's nimoach b'mayim, like Rabbi Yakiva. Namely, that it's a process 
of slowly but surely working on oneself, trying to create all sorts of frameworks where one can take one's desire lower and lower and lower the negative desires and transform them into positive desires. But we have to start, and Aserisi Mechuba is certainly the right time to begin. Just I'd like to conclude with one thought uh, that the Gra offers as well, that we're all aware that in the Gemara in Sukkah that we have a Gemara that im paga paga if you meet the Yetzahara, moshcheyu lebeita midrash, that the most that the best way of dealing with the Sahara is by learning. But here, the Gura offers a very, very fascinating chiluk. He points out that within learning, we have halacha, and within learning, we have agada. So he says that different parts of learning will help an individual to subdue different parts of his Sahara. If the Sahara is one of ka'as, the Gura says, then learn Habacha. One learns Habacha, Hado, Debarai, Kedesh, Hado, Kod, Debarai, Kedesh. We have a Ritka Oraisa within Habacha. That Ritka Oraisa can be an Esh, which is Shoher Esh. It can be an Esh, which will cause the Barzel to be Mitkotzeh. Namely, that if a person learns Habacha and he, see, he realizes that he has very, very clear frameworks to his life this is Mutter and this is Usser, so then he'll also be able to say, Kas is one of those things which is Usser. It's one of those areas which is Usser. I'm not going to, to, to eat this food along with this food. I'm not going to, uh, to, uh, to be in this frame, in, in this situation, but I have to be in that situation. Who I did? I can't be in a situation of Kas. So if one has the Yetzirah of Kas, learning Halakha is the best medicine. But if one has a Yetzirah of Taiva, the Gura says, learn Abgada. Learn Abgada. Learn Musa. In other words, that this is already the mind of Torah. Torah is Nimshal Ka'esh and Torah is Nimshal Kemayim. So if the Halakha is Nimshal Ka'esh, the Abgada is Nimshal Lemayim. A person has a thirst, he has feels, he has needs, he has desires, he should go to the water. He should, he should study that which will give him a sense of who he is, of who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, and probably the best way of dealing with Taiva is that if one establishes such a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that one wants to keep the relationship going, and one knows that this Taiva is that which is blocking it, this Taiva is that which is standing between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this Taiva is disappointing me and disappointing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then that would be a that would be the strategy that we spoke about earlier, Moshe Baruchal below Khadir. And that connection to Akarish Baraku, that 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 with Akarish Baraku, that the Sama Nauchi of of David Hamelach, that comes from Agada. That comes from 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 from, from having a sense of previous Hanoyim, Amorayim, who had such a relationship with Akarish Baraku. From understanding from 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 that which has gone before us, what could be our connection to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and that would help us with uh, with, with our ta'avot. But again, not to expect immediate results. With kas, in Hashem, we can expect an immediate result. And if it doesn't work, okay, so we'll try again. 